0: How do you take a traditional agency and spin off an entirely new entity with a related but completely different model? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers.
1: Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman.
0: On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're speaking with Derek Wynn and Jessica Dubois of Business Benefits Group. Now, Business Benefits Group is a long-established firm that's created a whole new division. And the reason that they did that is the purpose of our talk today. They did that in large measure To provide service in a different way that reflects what a lot of clients want today. And I thought it would be fun to explore that and learn how they did it, why they did it, and what the results have been. So with that, welcome to both Derek and Jessica.
2: Thanks so much for having us, David. Appreciate you uh, having us on today.
0: It's our pleasure. So let's start with a level set, and maybe Derek, you can grab this one. A quick history of the agency as it was before you guys started your diversification. Yeah,
2: you know, BBG has been around for 25 years. It's actually a a big year for us. Certainly some strange times for it. And, you know, I came to the agency 10 years ago. And before that, I was a carrier rep. So I kind of knew what brokers led with as far as a value proposition. And when BBG found me, I just sat there and looked at the value proposition and said, you know, this is great. You know, I'd love to join your team and and lead with this message. You fast forward a couple of years into that, and as an agency, we continue to grow. So when I came in, we were around 23, 24 employees. Now we're, you know, clocking around 55. And we've seen a ton of changes, not only in the industry, but also the agency as a whole. You know, we're now at a point where, Healthcare costs continue to climb. We're at a point where businesses are taking on more and more with compliance, legislation, just dealing with people and everything that goes into that to drive engagement, to get the best performance, get the pro- best productivity. And businesses are really just yearning for better solutions in nearly everything they're doing. So for us, you know, the last 10 years has been a great ride for me. It's been a lot of fun, but also as an agency, you know, we've gone through a ton of transformation in order to keep pace with that, just getting better and better as we go. And, you know, luckily also bringing in some awesome people to help lead the next charge in the next 10 years,
0: with Jessica, of course, being one of those. Well, okay, so it sounds like you had a very successful shop. And the question that I would ask is, Why change? What was broken?
2: It's not as much about things being broken. It's more about what can we do better? You know, every year we start off the year and say, look, you know, what's the motto for the year? What are we going to strive for this year? And, you know, last year we went into it and we said, look, the motto for the year is let's do what we do better. You know, so... What we ended up seeing in the industry and, and us here locally in this market is a couple of different things happening. One, we continue to have growth of 10, 12, 15% year over year. And we said, look, let's start to improve that. Let's get to 12, 15, 20% year over year. What are the things that need to happen in order to do that when it comes down to retaining clients, finding new clients, finding new ways to be able to help serve them? And that's kind of where we've gotten to. So it's really the approach and the application of, hey, let's get the aggregation of all of those marginal gains. If everyone has simple 1% improvement in this and that and everything else, that's going to add up to be a huge, impact to us, not only this year, but also down the road, because that's the whole premise we're aiming for. So what we ended up seeing in the process was, you know, number one, we've continued to recruit and retain awesome employees, like I said, but also at the same time, we've just gotten a lot smarter in terms of how we're doing that. You know, one of the things we did, for example, is we rolled out a whole program called Predictive Index so that we can make sure that we're hiring the right people to put in the right place and get them to work on the team together collectively better than we've ever had before. You know, that's kind of like the advancement and the evolution of what we've seen but also, at the same time, dealing with uh, RIF in the market, you know, seeing where the market's going with all of the consolidation, especially here in Washington, D.C., you know, we're essentially the holdouts. There are very few by way of, you know, it's mid-market independent agencies that are family owned and operated to this day, like we are. So we are competing against a number of large consulting firms, you know, the big name, big houses then in this market. And at the end of the day, we still see clients looking for more. They're wanting something better. They're wanting to see that improve. They are looking for help in a number of different areas. And that's where we just feel we're in a great position to
0: continue to succeed. So, How did you go about creating a new brand and distinguishing it from an agency that still exists and is kind of the brand's parent company?
2: Yeah, I think there's a couple of different things there. So so one of the first things we did, actually, is we think about what we did with the existing brand. You know, the existing brand is very strong here in our market. You know, we are, you know, I wouldn't say a household name, but people know who we are. And that's not only businesses, but also competitors. So that's been great for us. But one of the things we did is we actually led with a refresh of that brand. And that goes right down to everything from the sales deck, the employee open enrollment presentation, right down to our social media messaging and everything else. So that brand itself, the BBG brand, is strong in the market and now it's just very clean and crystallized. In addition to that, we said, look, you know, what would the world look like if we had a totally different brand that was perhaps a little bit unsafe for the market by the traditional terms and a little bit edgy? To be able to go after a very narrow cross-section of the market and there was born distilled concepts because what we saw in the market and what we continue to see today is that there are businesses leading with these you know half-baked ideas in order to reduce healthcare costs and we know that a number of those do not work so let's lead with the distilled clean pure ideas, the proven concepts that can help to produce results, but also at the same time remain agile in the market so that we can go in and consult on almost anything related to the workplace, the employer, the business, healthcare, et cetera.
0: Well, I'm sure that there are a lot of folks who are listening who have existing shops who would like to try to make that kind of transition. But perhaps one of the things they're worried about is, whether or not that new brand is going to create any market or, or channel confusion. Did you guys find that in, in the marketplace as you took this new brand, Distilled Concepts, out to market?
2: You know, we really haven't. And and I'll tell you why, which is, you know, one of the first things we did in the process is we were just very clear with the communication to clients, which is, hey, this is just something a little bit different we're doing. This is just going to be a very narrow focused solution for the market to be able to consult on different items. And it's just Derek who's going to be leading that effort. So, you know, clients who know me, clients who get me, everything else, they know that I'm going to continue to perform and provide them res- with results on the BBG side. What we've done though, and one of the changes in the process too, is that with Distilled, we are just using the same type of an inbound marketing approach. So we're not going out to the market and saying, hey, we're going to saturate the market with a ton of information and try to chase businesses. We have actually taken on a very different approach of pursuing new clients and acquiring new clients purely through a campaign of giving them lots of great information and getting inbound lead gen.
3: Yeah. And this is Jessica. And thank you so much for having us on today. So we've changed the idea of this lead generation process of marketing and sales to more of a demand generation. And the difference there is very, very critical, I think, especially in our industry, which has been very outdated. And that is the the lead generation is focused on just capturing those, whether it's a newsletter sign up, whether it's even a cold call, whether it's a cold email, it's getting that first initial contact with the prospect, where we have integrated that with the demand generation. That is creating so much value and awareness and interest. And this is through seminars, through webinars, through white papers, videos, a podcast that we're coming out with. Our goal is to show those prospects or th- and also clients that they really need our services, that they have a problem, and that we can help them solve it. So it's, it's having them come to us rather than us reaching out to them.
1: And now a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshapersstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshapersstrategies.com. That's shiftshapersstrategies.com. And now, back to our discussion.
0: If I'm a client, if I'm a prospect or a client, why do I come to Distilled Concepts as opposed to going back to BBG? A lot of it's going to come down to what that business is
2: looking for. So. You think about this and you think about kind of like what's happened with the benefits industry as a whole, the benefits industry has really prioritized, you know, let's just say activity, value adds, resources, so on and so forth. So if you're a business that can't live without benefit administration help, if you're a business that can't live without HR support, if you're a business that can't live without a really big team to be able to support you, then yeah, you're a great fit for BBG. But at the same time, if you're a business that says, look, I'm looking for better results in my healthcare ecosystem, I'm looking for better results in my employee ecosystem. And I don't need all of those widgets and gadgets to go along with it. In fact, I might even keep a broker that I have on the side to bring in an expert that can help us with that. That's one of the ways we might do that. So that's really one of the big things we lead with in the market is, look, keep your broker. You can hire us. We'll come in and provide you with advisory support solutions, et cetera. But what's also interesting too, though, is that, again, we continue to do a lot of that advisory side on the BBG side too. And what we find is, and this is a good example, we might have a business that comes to us and says, look, I'm in a PEO today. All I know is I want to look at leaving it. And you think about how that conversation typically goes, which is if you're a traditional broker, and okay, great, let me shop the market, let me trash your PEO and tell you why it's a horrible idea, and that way I'll get paid on the back end. What we've done as a business is gone into those businesses and said, look, you know, We could take this one of two ways, the old way or the new way. We prefer the new way where we give you objective advice, we coach you, we help work through that process. And then what we also do is fill in all of those missing gaps of what else do I need to change in the process of exiting a PEO. And if it turns out that leaving the PEO is the best option for that client, then yeah, we're happy to support them afterwards. But the difference being is that we're partnering with that client for six, seven, eight, nine months before they make that exit. And they are paying us as a consultant in that process as well. So, you know, that's just been one of the simple ways it's been really helpful. And I think when I sit there and I talk to a business, you know, some businesses looked at me and said, that makes a ton of sense. Let's do that. You know, that's that's perfect.
0: Does having a completely separate company keep you out of the anti-rebating, oh, you can't take fees and commissions nonsense that a lot of states have?
2: Yeah, I mean it's not a concern here in our market specifically. You know, so the way we approach it is the regulations are different from state to state, and what the regulations say is that you cannot charge a fee for, like, let's say, "quote unquote" a service that is different from what you would be charging in in terms of what we, you know, would be on the commission side, right? So the way we approach that is we basically say, "Look, here are the consistent fee schedules." You know, what we hear from a lot of brokers out there. And I've even sat down with clients and prospects and they'll ask like, what if we do this? What if we do that? What if we do this? And they're kind of engineering this conversation about what their benefits could look like. You would be amazed at how many brokers don't even know what their fee structure is and you know can't give them a number on the spot. I'll tell you, you know, we'll sit down with that client or prospect and say, here's the fee schedule for this. Here's the fee schedule for this. Here's the fee schedule for that. And it's everything. It's full spectrum. So having an upfront decided upon fee schedule based on the work you're providing, that's one of the big takeaways for other brokers to think about. Because again, you'd just be amazed at how many clients say, I just can't believe you have a price on that off the cuff. Like That's that's something no other broker's ever sat down and told me.
0: So you provide them with, for lack of a better description, a menu of services and prices on that menu? Absolutely.
3: Well, we decide that through different conversations that we have with that prospect, or it even could be a current client. We have multiple phone calls with them, get an RFI. And with that, we're able to, you know, pull from our menu of services that we offer and our skill set and say, okay, this is what we can provide you with. This is a cost. This is a timeline. And then hopefully it either leads to us being their broker later on or more projects in the future.
0: So, how does that initial conversation go with a client? Because they're used to the old methodology. Do you tee that up in advance before you go and see someone? Or is it something that you open a discussion with? How do you how do you do that?
2: Yeah, for existing clients that are outside of, let's say, either ecosystem right now. So like let's say they're outside of still, they're an existing BBG client. You know, for many of those clients, it's business as usual. We're transparent on fees, we help to provide them with all the support and solutions. There's no change, there's no disruption to existing clients. In fact, what a lot of clients have looked at is like They'll look at what we're providing now as far as a full suite with all of the marketing efforts and webinars that we're doing on the BBG side, but also some of the content that we're creating on the distilled concept side. Mm-hmm. And some clients have actually gotten really jazzed about that, like, hey, this is great. Like, this is, like, they give us credit for thought leadership. So you think about just where that comes in the market where, again, a mid-market family-owned agency is coming to the market with thought leadership from multiple perspectives, like there's a number of clients who've been really excited about that. At the same time, other clients have looked at it and they might not be excited about the thought leadership, but at the same time, what they're looking at is they're saying, look, my broker is growing and flourishing in the market. They are doing a really great job. They're getting a lot of great recognition for that in the market. They're happy. So I think, you know, when brokers think about how they market their agency, We have always taken the approach of the number one reason we market our agency is to provide value to clients. That's really where we start. If you're a broker and you start with providing value to your existing clients, then naturally other businesses are going to see that in the process as well. And that's the best thing you should be thinking about. What we see is there's a number of shops out there who only market to prospects. When you're only marketing to prospects, the question is, if it's good for them, why is it good, to, good enough for your own clients as well? You know, that's been the mission. That's been the creative that we've led with. And it's actually, you know, worked out very well for us.
3: I think we've also been uh, obsessed with the user experience or the experience that we provide clients with, as well as as we're thinking about these projects or solutions that we can provide. And I think being obsessed with the user experience throughout that has allowed us to retain those clients and then. To come to us for other problems that we can create solutions for or those prospects when we're when we're taking them through the project the proposals the rfi that user experience is so valued from them that they continue to use us or or choose us moving forward
2: you know i think even just something like an rfi you know most brokers are in the position where they wait for an rfp They wait for an RFP to come through the pipeline. We are actually leading with an RFI. We want to get enough information from that prospective business to say, look, we want to understand who you are, where you are, what you're doing, and what you want to achieve. We will not even lead with any sort of a project proposal, pricing, et cetera, until they do that you know, and you just think about how different that is. You know, one approach is I'm just going to wait for an RFP to drop into my inbox. The other one is I'm going to lead with getting information from that group. I want to get them engaged in the conversation and I want to get as much information up front to make sure that I am, am going to give them everything they're looking for to surpass all expectations. You know, even that alone is a departure for, our, for you know, many legacy agencies out there.
0: So how do you compete with some of the big name brand shops? I mean, you know, obviously they've got actuarial talent under the roof. They may have underwriting talent under the roof, you know, much broader shops. How do you compete with those guys? Because some of those guys are offering this type of, of service arrangement as well.
2: I think the big thing is, is we're realistic in the process. We know that we're not going to get every business. Like, that's just the way it is because there's going to be some businesses who are obsessed with the name brand or, you know, the bigger the sign in the building, the better they are, whatever it may be. That's fine, right? We're okay with that. We are comfortable in our own skin. But at the same time, the question I lead with and I start many, many meetings with this is, has what the industry done for you in the past delivered positive and lasting results for you and your people? And if you ask that simple question, you could ask it 90 different ways. Chances are that business is already with a large consulting firm. And if they're looking at, you know, three other large jumbo publicly traded consulting firms and then BBG, you know, one of these three is not like the other. And they start to think about that. And that's where we say, look, again, we are flexible. Keep your broker keep the actuarial services. If it's really important to you to have one of their own attorneys double checking their own work, then yes, please keep them, but we can provide you with results on this side. You know? So again, as much as we go into those conversations and we're competing with the large consulting houses, we can also go in and complement them as well. right? It really comes down to what drives the engine for that business. Are they getting results? If they're getting results, are they the results they want? You know, why change? Why now? Why us? You know, it's an easy conversation to have if you start to break it down that way.
3: We also look for red flags when we see prospects, whether this is a large RFP, uh, whether this is sometimes a board. We're looking for some of these red flags to where we won't even try to go for that client or that prospect if we know that they're not going to be a good fit for the types of solutions or change that we want to create. I think that we are also in our sales conversations a little bit disruptive or radical in the types of things that we bring up. And this is the way that we go through the presentation, the way that we we talk, the, the data that we bring up is a little bit radical in that they kind of have to take a step back and say, okay, yes, we do need to change. And if they're ready to change, that's when we know that that could be a good fit for us.
0: And that's a great place to end our interview for today with Derek Wynn and Jessica Dubois of Business Benefit Groups. Derek, Jessica, thanks so much for sharing your expertise with the audience. Thanks for having us.
1: Thank you. The Shift Shapers Podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.